I'm Josh Elledge, the Chief Executive Angel at SavingsAngel.com, and welcome to the Savings Angel Show. I'm podcasting to you from the storm city of Orlando, Florida. We've got some rains going on. Now, I'm an extremely busy consumer expert, money-saving advocate, syndicated newspaper columnist, and that guy that turns digital entrepreneurs into media celebrities at upmyinfluence.com. I love what I do, and I can't wait to get going on today's episode. So in order to help you save more, earn more, and live more abundantly, on today's show, I'll be covering how to shop school needs and save the most money, how you can attend local events and save money that maybe no one else is. You're going to get the lowest ticket prices. I'm going to share exactly how you can do that. And then I'm also going to talk about MoviePass. I'm actually going to be interviewing the CEO of MoviePass and uh, hear it straight from his mouth. Just in regards to how does it work? How are they able to afford giving away so many movie tickets? So we'll talk about that. So you ready to get going? Let's do it. it's back to school time all over the country. And in fact, some areas like ours have already gone back. That kids are already back in school. Mom and dad love it. Even if your kids have started back, chances are you've not bought everything yet. We still had a few things that were on the list. So let me share with you how to shop school needs and save the most money. I have eight tips. So if you want to make a list with me, you're welcome to do that. Now, if you want the written version of this, you can go to savingsangel.com. Like if you want to share this with someone you know that's going to be doing some back-to-school shopping still, please do share this. Or you're again, you're welcome to share this podcast with them as well. So here we go. Tip number one. Remember, you don't need absolutely everything right away. Now, there are always items that you can put off buying. If you're not positive that what you'll need right away in terms of school supplies, email your child's teacher and ask. Teachers often will put everything on the shopping list so parents are aware, but they might not be planning to use all of it until later in the year. Likewise, putting off some clothing pieces is recommended. Use the school's dress code or just common sense and pick and choose what to buy first and what to wait on. Now, this is going to give you time for uniform pieces and other clothing that will potentially go on clearance and or for you to shop consignment and secondhand stores for items. Make sure you listen to my last podcast because I just talked about how to absolutely score, how to absolutely do used clothing shopping. That was episode, I believe, 218, so go check that out. Now, as a bonus, you're going to be able to spend less and get more, giving you the opportunity to stock up for next year, too. Tip number two, skip most of the cutesy and expensive stuff. Sure, it's adorable to buy the matching rainbow and unicorn pencils and folders, but they cost a lot more money. Plus, you get fewer of them in a package. Stick to buying the basics that won't matter as much if they get lost or stolen. Yes, stolen. It happens. 
Now, unfortunately, the nicer the school supplies, the more likely it's going to go missing. And the more money you have to shell out for replacements. Now, again, once you get all the basics done, and if you really, really want to buy the cutesy stuff, just make sure you have all that you need in the basics first. And then if you happen to spot a really, really good deal, what I like doing is waiting till the end of the school shopping season and then hitting up Walgreens and getting all of those clearance deals. Tip number three, involve the kids. Ask your kids to help you make a shopping list and set a budget. When they're involved from the beginning, they're less likely to ask for extras. To help them still feel like they got something special to use or wear, allow them one item they feel they must have as long as it's in the budget. Tip number four, use discounted gift cards. I'm big on this. It's free money, and if you're not doing this, you're leaving money on the table. I love instant free savings where you don't have to do a whole lot of work. Now, you could buy discounted gift cards from wholesale stores or reputable online retailers like Swagbucks to get an automatic discount on school supplies. Now, even better, start earning free gift cards through Swagbucks by taking surveys or using their search bar so you'll have them when you need to buy more things later in the year. All you have to do is just install the little browser extension and it does it automatically for you. It's honestly, it's about the easiest money you are going to make. Again, just make sure you grab that. You can go to savingsangel.com slash swagbucks and we'll take care of everything for you, tell you exactly what to install, exactly how to do it. Tip number five, Swap with other parents. Set up a swap party with friends and family to both help everyone's budget and de-junk your homes. You can gather any excess school supplies and outgrown clothes, arrange a time to meet together, and swap items you don't need for ones you do. Now, this would be really cool if you got together with a group of parents, maybe in the neighborhood or at your church. This could really help some great families save some great money. I know we've passed on a lot of clothes over the years to other families. And similarly, our kids have also gotten some clothes from other families as well. We, we love that system. Tip number six, buy refurbished electronics. Now, if your child needs a laptop or tablet to do schoolwork and the school district is not supplying it, more and more are, which is great. You might consider buying a refurbished one from a reputable retailer. Now, refurbished electronics are a little bit older, but they have been restored to feel like new and work well for a fraction of the price of new ones. Now, some websites are dedicated solely to selling refurbished computers, or you can often find them for sale in person at electronic stores. Now, another thing you might consider is just asking on Facebook or whatever your social media of choice is and seeing what somebody might have on hand that they could donate to you or sell to you at a very inexpensive cost. Tip number seven, shop in different kinds of stores. Now, office supply stores may be the obvious choice when shopping school supplies, but they don't always have the best prices. Supermarkets, pharmacy stores, and craft stores often have sales on school supplies at the end of summer, so make sure to check out all of your local stores. And finally, tip number eight, use the in search of or want to buy ability on community online sales groups. Often abbreviated ISO or WTB, buyers posting a message looking for sellers of certain items can score some amazing blessings by just asking their community sales groups. So before you shell up big bucks on anything, ask. 
you might find that someone has what you need and is willing to part with it for next to nothing. If all you can see are dollar signs when your kids are begging to go to a big concert or sporting event, or maybe you want to treat your wife to a night of comedy at the theater, then I have a hookup that could turn you into the family hero. It's okay. You can thank me later. Now, even though there are other ticketing sites out there, Vivid Seats is the place you're going to want to check for tickets. In terms of value, it's amazing. Vivid Seats is a full-service marketplace, and what they do is they facilitate transactions between fans looking to buy tickets or resell tickets that they've purchased. Now, if that makes you a little uneasy or sounds a little shady, don't worry. All the tickets that are listed in Vivid Seats are managed and owned by professional ticket resellers and pre-screened individual sellers who have already purchased those tickets, okay? So they check them out for you. Now, many of their professional resellers own season tickets for various teams or venues or have direct business partnerships with teams, venues, and promoters. So these tickets are going to go unfilled if you don't pick them up. And from my experience, we've been looking at local baseball, we've been looking at music events, and we just scored some baseball tickets. I'm, oh, I'm, hopefully Ethan's not listening, but we're going to a baseball game. We haven't been able to do that before because we just, you know, we didn't want to spend a lot of money. But honestly, it like, I think we got it for like 15 bucks a piece. I'm like, geez, this is awesome. All right. Now, as a result, Vivid Seats is able to provide premium tickets or passes even to some sold-out events. So the next time you find out your favorite event is a sellout, be sure to check Vivid Seats. But here's the deal. You want to make sure you use a promo code ANGEL, that's A-N-G-E-L, and you're going to get an extra 10% off your first purchase. So again, all Vivid Seats are confirmed orders are backed by a 100% Buyer guarantee, which promises that your transaction is going to be secure, your tickets are going to be delivered before your event, and that those tickets are going to be valid and authentic. This works. We checked it out. We did our due diligence. And again, for a limited time, Savings Angel listeners can get 10% off their first order. Simply go to vivid, V-I-V-I-D, seats.com, or download the app and enter the promo code ANGEL. A-N-G-E-L. That's promo code ANGEL, and you're going to get 10% off, plus an angel's going to get their wings when you do that. So you'll need to hurry. This offer is only valid through the end of, oh, they extended it. It was going to be August. They've extended it through the end of September. So make sure to jump on that now. Get 10% off and go attend some local events, and again, be your family hero. Now, before I get to my interview with MoviePass CEO Mitch Lowe, I need to let you know that this interview was done a few weeks ago. Now, in the past few weeks, a lot has happened with MoviePass. So they've made some changes, then they made some more changes. Uh, There's kind of been, there's been a little bit of turmoil, I'm I'm not going to lie. You could search Google News to kind of see if you're not familiar to find out uh, what's been going on with MoviePass. So, you know, as as you'll see, 
we've been talking about uh, in, in my conversation with Mitch Lowe, we talk about the viability of MoviePass. So obviously, in order for MoviePass to exist for consumers, the current model is kind of tough. So I, I, th- I found this to be a really, really enlightening interview. Uh, look, uh, full disclosure, I'm going to be fanboying <laughs> just a little bit because I absolutely, especially in the previous iteration of MoviePass, Oh my gosh, are you kidding? I was like, it was just way too good to be true. It was amazing. But look, still a great deal. Three movies per month, $9.95. You know, you're paying like just over three bucks for a movie ticket where you probably were spending like 12 or more. I think you're going to really love this. This is my interview with Mitch Lowe, who's the CEO of MoviePass. All right, so I've got Mitch Lowe, who's the CEO of MoviePass. Mitch I love your product. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. We do too. It's, uh, you know, this is all about re-energizing movie going and, and hopefully getting people to see films that they never would have seen on the big screen. I believe that movie attendance had been waning a bit. And maybe I'm incorrect mm-hmm. in that. Yeah. Last year, the business of ticket sales was down 6%. There were several big days and weekends uh, last year that were the worst in uh, some 14 years, some in 22 years. Uh, Labor Day was the worst in 22 years uh, last year. And uh, that's about uh, two or three, two weeks after we launched uh, our new price point. Amazing. So do you you think it had to do with consumers just having way more options when it comes to entertainment? Yeah. You know, there's a bunch of dynamics going on. You know, all the alternatives, you know, Netflix and Hulu and all the different ways you can stream content and the ease of that. And of course, the affordability of that has been cutting into movie going. At the same time, the movies that are in the theater keep getting uh, more and more expensive. Every year, there's, you know, I think over the last 18 years, there's been almost a doubling in the price of going to the movies. So, all those things, I think, all combine to, you know, people going, eh, you know, it's it's a little risky going to the movies. I've got all these streaming services. I'll just wait and, and see it on my iPhone, you know, when it comes out on, on a streaming service. So MoviePass, the way that the service works, just it, 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 it feels gutsy that someone somewhere said, you know what we ought to do? <laughs> we ought to make a Netflix for attending the theater. And it was pulled off. Can you kind of explain, mm-hmm. just in a nutshell, how the service works? Just for those who have like, I've mm-hmm. heard of MoviePass, but does it, is it really the way that people are explaining it? It was more gutsy to do Netflix than it was to do MoviePass because you know, we already know the trends of uh, consumption of, of entertainment services, where when you get this option of an all-you-can-eat program, you do two things. One is you start discovering smaller films you never would have mm-hmm. seen. Oh, yeah. Uh, you go more often, you spend more money, and you, you kind of increase the viability of the of the industry. At the same time, the idea here was that there is over 200 million people in the U.S., who only go to the movies four or five times a year. How could you get, you know, what is the price point that would attract people who are only spending $40 a year going to movies to get them to spend 120? Well, you have to give them an amazing deal and something that many people say is too good to be true. And the reality is, is that the average usage, you know, yes, there's some people who really do go every day. But the average usage goes from, you know, four movies a year 
up to about 12 movies a year. So people are going, you know, the, the majority of the people who are joining are doubling and more than doubling their consumption, but it's not five movies a month or anything like that. The way it works is we send you a card, which is a MasterCard. It's a MoviePass MasterCard. And you load up the app on your phone, on your smartphone. So it, it, that is required. You, you need the app and you need the card. And then you, um, when you want to go to a movie, you browse our app. You find the movie in the theater and the showtime you want to go to. You click on that showtime. And then when you get within 100 yards of the theater, you check in. You click check in. And now suddenly that credit card in your pocket has enough money, enough credit on it to buy that ticket. So it's almost like, you know, your parents gave you a credit card to go use to buy movie tickets uh, and you don't pay the bill. You know, we pay the bill, <laughs> but you have this great card in your pocket to be able to use it almost any theater in, in the U.S. So I have to say that my wife and I have been attending a lot more movies and it's so great because just like uh -huh. you said, there, there was one film in particular is uh, Mr. Rogers, Won't You Be My Neighbor? I don't know mm -hmm. that... I don't think I would have paid money to go see it at a theater. I, I guess I probably would have just said, oh, I'll just wait till it comes out on Netflix or whatever. And yep. that was such a great film. You know, it's an independent mm -hmm. documentary, not going to be in the theaters very long. But the fact mm -hmm. that my wife and I were able to see it and it was just so wonderful. It was just such, such a great film. And, and that's, that's the beautiful thing about movie pass is uh, when I was mm -hmm. in the military, I was mm -hmm. stationed in one place. You could just go to the movies for free. So it was kind of fun. Mm -hmm. You just go and, you know, if it was really a stinker, you could leave. But um, but it was fantastic because I ended up seeing a lot of movies that I wouldn't have seen. Yeah. Well, we, we get stories uh, from our subscribers all the time where, you know, movie ca movie passes uh, rekindled their, their romance and their relationship because now they can afford to go out to the movies. And, mm. you know, now they can afford, you know, uh, maybe to have dinner uh, in, in before or after the movie. And we hear, you know, really great stories like that. And that's really great. But, you know, the, the best byproduct of this is it's really reinvigorating the independent filmmaker. Yeah. You know, they, you know, the, you know, it's almost like if you're a writer, you know, having to self-publish versus having a publisher buy your book and doing a hard copy of it mm -hmm. for an independent filmmaker to imagine the first time someone sees their film is on an iPhone through a streaming service, that to them, you know, is kind of disheartening. Yeah. You know, they put all this effort into their art, sometimes five years to make these great independent films. And the tough part is it's hard to, you know, and expensive to market those films. How do you do that? And, you know, with MoviePass, because it's there's no incremental cost of going, People discover things they never would have seen on the big screen like like you did. And that's yeah. really, you know, supports the independent filmmaker and the whole artistic community. Yeah, absolutely. So, Mitch, um, obviously, you know, I think one question that comes up a lot is, you know, if I'm doing the math and, you know, I'm, I'm going to the movies four times a month and that's, you know, $48, $50 in tickets. And then there's, you know, I'm, I'm spending $10. I, I guess my concern is like, I, I don't want movie. I want movie pass to stay. I did like, this is so good. Like, I, I just don't want to have this be an experience like, oh man, remember when MoviePass was a thing? And I know you've got yeah. lots of uh, great plans for that to make 
make sure that movie passes around forever. And so mm-hmm. I, I hope you don't find me th- th- that, that question to be, uh, no, we get asked, we get asked, uh, you know, that question all the time. And, and it really is, tr- you know, that many, many people hope, uh, and, uh, wish that we survive and succeed, uh, because it is, you know, it really is, a a great service for people to get out and go to the movies. You know, there's a lot of things that go into making a a business, you know, impactful and and profitable. And the, you know, the kind of the modern way to build businesses is essentially not, in the old days, you used to raise a bunch of money and invest it. And over time, you know, five years or so, you get to profitability. Now, mm-hmm. some companies are just lucky and are profitable, you know, the next day, but but that's rare. I mean, take a look at Amazon. Uh, they started in the mid-90s, and only last year did they become profitable. You know, that's, you know, more than 20 years. Netflix is still not profitable. The only profitable business for Netflix is their movies by mail business, which still does over $500 million in revenue a year. Um, Spotify had to spend $8 billion on royalties uh, to get $6 billion in revenue. Mm. So it, the, the way you grow a business, in, in, you know, and this is the beauty of the internet, is you can launch a huge business and raise money as you go, build a big business that ultimately gets to profitability after it starts to streamline its services. Spotify, for example, very similar to us, paid full price, high prices to music companies in order to build a service that people loved, and then eventually got big enough to where they were able to negotiate royalties down to be profitable. And that's Mm. exactly the path we are on, is if we can double tens of millions of subscribers' um, attendance to movie theaters, the studios make more money, the theaters make more money, the concession sellers make more money. And ultimately, they will share a portion of that with us and make us profitable. And so this is really all about, first, let's make the business healthier, the whole industry healthier. And I think, you know, uh, what they're reporting, well, actual numbers, the industry in the first half of 2018 is up 9% versus the first half of last year. And that 9%, we believe we're responsible for at least a third of that, at least 3% of that. And so, you know, first you make the industry healthier, we play a big role in it, then everybody else uh, eventually will share some of that with us and make us profitable. Yeah. Well, the theaters have to love the increase in concession sales. Because I, I know if, you know, my, my overall concession sale investment has, has been up as well, uh, you know, yeah. with, with attendance. Well, there, yeah, the concessions are typically 85% uh, margin. And when our customer is not pulling out a $10 bill to pay for a ticket. Exactly. Uh, they're feeling like, oh boy, I could buy popcorn. Uh, I could buy red vines, you know, and, and whereas before they might've only bought one of those. So it's it's a been a huge positive for the industry, and you know, and ultimately, uh, like I said, I think we represent. Uh, you know, we're buying over five percent of all the movie tickets every week in the United States, and our customers tend to bring, uh, like seventy percent of the time, they bring a non Movie Pass subscriber with them. And if you look at what they would have spent 
what they would have done had they not been a MoviePass subscriber, that would have taken about 3% out of the box office this year. So that's why we believe that we're responsible for at least a third of that 9%. Um, Amazing. And it could be more, but but that's our, our what our math tells us. And and how many subscribers are there currently? We're over three million and gaining, you know, every week. I mean, we are we are yeah. we're growing uh, as fast or faster than we have been in the past. Yeah, I can imagine. I can imagine. So uh, three things that that you're introducing as as we're recording this is you're offering mm-hmm. peak pricing, uh, a bring a guest feature, and then also mm-hmm. a premium showing, which is nice. Um, so we've got some theaters, obviously, that have 3D showings and IMAX and, and that sort of thing. So that mm-hmm. will soon be an option. Yeah, this week we're launching in five markets uh, as of the beginning of our rollout. Uh, the beginning of those three uh, features where for super high demand films, and these would typically be the last week, last weekend's big two titles and this weekend's big two titles mm-hmm. for the, your Friday, Saturday night, when there's, you know, huge demand, uh, there could be anywhere from two to $6 extra charge on those mm-hmm. tickets. In addition, if you uh, want to bring a friend, like I said, 70% of the people bring a non-movie pass subscriber uh, you can pay for that friend's ticket, and if that friend uh, joins MoviePass uh, within 24 hours, you get that totally refunded. Then lastly, if you want to go to an IMAX film or a Real D film or any of the kind of specialty films, there might be anywhere from a 3 to a $6 charge to go. So imagine you know being able to go to a $15, $16 ticket and only paying you know 4 or $5 for it. Yeah. So those those are the the three things, and many of those are things that our subscribers have asked for. And the peak pricing, which is the kind of extra charge on the high demand, is one of the features that goes to your first point, which is how do these guys stay in business? Sure. And by by bringing in some extra revenue from you know the people who go a lot. And by the way, you know one of the cool things we're doing in this is. Every subscriber gets one free pass a month. So even if a ticket, you know, if you go to a ticket, you know, one of those four or five films uh, on a Friday, Saturday night, Sunday mm-hmm. night that that might have that peak pricing, your first one is free. You don't you don't pay, you know, each month, every month mm-hmm. you get one of those for free. So um, ideally, you know, our goal is to get as many of those 200 million occasional moviegoers back into the movie theater more often. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it seems fair. It's a, you know, you see that with Lyft or Uber and, you know, mm-hmm. it's it just kind of, it's the way the market is. So you just, you, that, that, that seems reasonable mm-hmm. to me. I, I'm, I'm personally happy. You know, it's like, I, I honestly, I, I'm like, I, how can I give these guys more money? Cause I'm getting so much value out of it. So I, I feel myself kind of saying that. So it's, it really yeah. has been great. And um, you know, t- you know, just to kind of close up, you know, that experience of, you know, being able to take the kids. So, you know, I've got two boys that are really into Fortnite and other gaming and, you know, to get them mm-hmm. off the computer and say, Hey, let's all go to the movies and have this shared experience together. It's really been wonderful to be able to do that. Yeah. Well, we have, you know, we have some really great partners around the country too, where, you know, you don't need the card. You can check in, pick your seats and everything, you know, uh, theater things like Goodrich quality theaters. I think they have 20, 
locations in Michigan. Those are fantastic partners that are are working not only you know with us, but they're working to increase the variety of of content, not just two hour movies. So I think you're going to see some really exciting things where you know people will be able to do sporting and and watch TV series and all kinds of uh, cool new things innovations going on uh, in the theater industry. Mm, I love it. Well, very exciting. Well, Mitch, I, you know, this is a truly one of the uh, disruptive services, you know, disruptive services come around every so often. And, and this is absolutely one of them. It's, it's really exciting to see what's happening. I, you know, love enjoying movies uh, with my family and, and uh, now to, you know, to be able to facilitate that so much easier. We don't have to spend quite so much money. Uh, it really, oh, really cool. is great. So, Thank you so much. Keep uh, keep fighting the good fight, and and uh, I'm a, I'm a super fan. Thank you, thank you. Nice to talk to you. Mitch Lowe is the CEO of MoviePass. Thanks so much. Once again, I'd like to thank Mitch Lowe for appearing uh, on the conversation. And again, just heads up, they made some changes. So rather than unlimited movies, uh, it is now limited to three movies in your local area that you can get for $9.95 per person per month, which again, in my book, still a great deal, uh, you know, as long as you can uh, fit it uh, within your schedule and it kind of works out. Uh, I will tell you too, like, again, as a consumer guy, they also have it seems some limitations on what movies you can see depending on when you are trying to get your tickets. So just heads up on that. But definitely, if you haven't been using MoviePass uh, it's, and you like to see a lot of movies, then it's a no-brainer, in my opinion. And I certainly hope that uh, MoviePass, as they continue to transition, they are going to make it nice and easy for you to be able to see whatever movie that you want to see. You know, certainly get to your three movies monthly. And by the way, if you want to see more than three, all you have to do, apparently, is just pay a surcharge and you'll be able to see that. And again, it still works out to be a really, really great deal. So again, thank you so much, Mitch, for joining us on the Savings Angel Show. Now, if you've loved hearing everything on this podcast, would you take a minute to leave a five-star review in iTunes? The Apple Podcast Store, I should actually say, or whatever podcast app that you're listening. All you need to do is give us a thumbs up, click on that fifth star, click the share, share it with your friends on social media. Look, we count on you. We can't do this without you. Without you, it's just me talking into a microphone. With you and you helping share this message of abundance, it really helps us share this message with so many other people. And we we really get to make an impact, help people save money, help people live more abundantly. Uh, If you have any specific questions or there's anything you'd like to hear me talk about, you could drop me a comment in the podcast feedback, write to me on our Facebook group, or call my podcast hotline at 407-205-9250 and leave me a message. I'll be answering your question, writing you back or with your permission. I might even share your question or story with others on this show. We've been doing this for well over five years. I think we're getting on six years now, uh, over 200 episodes where this is episode 219. So just so honored to be of service to you, bring you all these great ideas for saving money, living more abundantly, which I absolutely love. So with that, have a wonderful week full of saving more, earning more and living more abundantly. And thank you for listening. Stolen. It happens.